When people say of someone, you'll either love him or hate him, I always have the feeling I'll hate him. Then I remember my Uncle Hal, and I know better. Uncle Hal seldom spoke to us except to tease or criticize, but once he told me that his mother, Grandma, had never picked him up when he cried in his crib. She simply let him lie there and scream, didn't touch him, didn't talk to him, didn't feed him until a specific minute on the clock. He must have been forty-something when he confided this, and he looked at me and added, Imagine what that can do to a person, Polly. He was unshaven, his whiskers were grayer than they should have been, he was always clawing his hair. I never saw him sit down at his table to eat a meal. He stood up, looking out to the kitchen window, forking tuna fish out of an open can. Then he threw the can away and wiped his hands on his shirt. He drank out of bottles, even milk bottles, even milk cartons that had spouts that missed his lips. He put his mouth under the faucet. He hated the way that other people ate, sitting down, taking their time. Just a small amount of sitting down made him jump up and rage. We're wasting time. I've got so much to do. I've been sitting down all day. His house needed painting, he said. His grass had to be cut. He needed something at the hardware store. And it might be a hinge that he would fasten by banging screws through the holes as though they were nails. He was so impatient to get the thing hung. And the way he used the hammer made you think of a murderer. I'm going off Cape, he would say, whether his destination was Boston to the dentist's or Mexico, where he claimed he hunted giant lizards. One winter day, I went 140 miles with him in his old Ford. He owned a pony then, and his blue jeans were stiff with pony shit. The car windows were shut tight, and his heater was on. I never got car sick when I was your age, he said as I held my face miserably in my hands. It's his fault that I'm late, he said to the salesman when we got to the shop, which was outside Bridgeport. He scrubbed at my scalp with his knuckles and said, He's on medication. It's given him an unbelievable case of the squitters. We've stopped at every filling station between here and the Cape. It was an astonishing three-part lie. But the man accepted it, smiling pityingly at me. This place looked like another hardware store or junk shop, but Uncle Hal came out with a book. He let me glance at it. Gold-stamped leather and tissuey pages. He put it into a brown paper bag, and I never saw it again. He kept such treasures in a trunk in his attic or in drawers. If he opened a drawer and you looked in, you would see glints of gold, daggers, chains, dented goblets, silver plates, carvings, and then he shut it and complained. I have nothing, he said. No wife, no money, no children, nothing. His closets were full of fine clothes, but the clothes he wore were always torn. He wore everything until it was in tatters, and then he threw it away. Wore his shoes until they were cracked and broken. Wore his sweaters until they were frayed and pilled. And I've already mentioned his pony shit trousers. I never saw him in clean clothes. And while from a distance in these torn things he looked like a carefree boy, up close he looked like an old tramp, and he smelled. You're wasting water, Polly, he screamed at me one time when I was letting the water run from his faucet. Was that it? That he felt that by not washing, he was saving water and money, too. Certainly he was frugal. He ate alone, he slept alone in a narrow bed, and if you asked him whether he had seen a particular movie, he would say, Too 
bucks. I'm not paying two bucks to see their movie. I wouldn't give them the satisfaction. They and them were words he frequently used. You know what they're doing to the interstate? They're widening it. They always say happy holidays and never merry Christmas at this time of year. I hate it when they do that. They're building another supermarket. They're the kind of people who, if you ain't talking about them, ain't listening. Uncle Hal was the sort of person who, if you didn't see him for a while, you might think he had killed himself or gone to Alaska. And then when you saw him again, you realized that he would probably never die, not in the normal way. Or would he go anywhere at all? When he did go outside the house, strange things happened. People drove more slowly and always in front of his car. And he yelled at them, his spit flecking his windshield. The lights turned red suddenly and made him stop and curse some more. And the sky grew cloudier. The sun dimmed. Dusk came. It rained. The wind sprang up. Leaves were beaten from the trees. And Uncle Hal would say, I could have told you this would happen. I left my windows open.